Hi, this is Kara from Health, Home, and Happiness. Today we're going to talk about setting limits for our kids and the theory that I use behind setting limits. A lot of times if we were raised in a way that was kind of punitive, where there was punishments and there was consequences for actions, we might be stuck in thinking that all of the other more gentle approaches to raising children are really just consequences and punishments in different words. I'm going to tell you how I broke through that mindset using what I learned while working in a Waldorf preschool, working in an after-school care, being a nanny, and now with my own kids who are ages 15 down to 13 months. 15 years old, down to 13 months. So when you're setting limits for your kids, first of all, what you're doing is you're trying to set them up, up for success. And they're they're small, like or they're young, like their brains are undeveloped. So one of the best ways that you can set them up for success is to make their world smaller. And that's a really refreshing point of view. I really loved it when I learned about this aspect of parenting is that kids want to do well. If they're not doing well, it's because they're overwhelmed or there's something else going on that just isn't working for them. And by setting limits, what we do is we just kind of alter the world until they can catch up to the whole big world. And this really is going to look different for every family. And even in every family, every child is going to have a different set of limitations. And that is, it sounds a little overwhelming and complicated because a lot of us just want kind of a blueprint to follow. And I definitely used to fit in that category. But once you learn it, it becomes really freeing because you're like, oh, well, this kid can't handle having any sugar, any junk food at all. But if I keep his diet really clean, then we really don't have any other issues and I don't have to fuss about school or I don't have to fuss about electronics as much as I do with some other kid. So if you can really hone in on where your child is struggling and what kind of sets them off or makes them overwhelmed, like where the correlation is between behavior and environment, then that really just gives you a fast track to insight into your child and how to make the environment around them really work for them. So now some examples that I have seen um, sleep is a big one. So sleep for us, and it seems like other families, some kids can do well on less sleep. If we, all of our family, we need our sleep. And if we don't get good sleep, like six out of seven nights, um, behaviors are just, it's just really hard for everybody, including me, to behave how I want to behave. And so that's something where we can have empathy with our kids. If they're tired, then they don't feel good. They're tired and they're going to come up with all sorts of workarounds that are probably not ideal for getting the results that they want. Just like when we're tired, we're going to probably drink way too much coffee. We're going to still not go to bed. Like we don't always make the best choices around being tired either. And that doesn't get the results that we want either. So setting limits around bedtime would definitely be my first go-to. And then this is where setting limits is different than logical consequences. So logical consequences they work for some people. Um, for me, they just, they're kind of honestly the thorn in my side. I just, I don't love logical consequences because most of our kids, especially preschoolers, like they just don't have the brain development yet to understand logic. And that's not an insult to them. They're just small humans. They don't understand it yet. They don't have like the neural parts of their brain connected to understand that. So we might try to reason with a preschooler or an overtired, even second grader, fourth grader, possibly teen, and they will swear up and down that they are not tired. They do not need to go to bed. They are not having a meltdown in the middle of the grocery store because they didn't go to sleep. 
early that night. They're just not going to get that logical consequence. So setting boundaries, setting, um, setting limits is just a way to be like, okay, that's fine. You're not tired. Um, but I am going to have you in your room in the dark with no electronics at this time every night. So do you see how that differs? Like the whole, the whole attitude behind it isn't, it's not a logical consequence. We're not trying to appeal to their logic. We're not, it's not punishment. It's not like, oh, you had a meltdown in the grocery store. You're going to bed at four o'clock this afternoon. Like that's not what it is. It's just, I am your parent and this is the limit I'm setting for you. And we can really apply these limit settings to anything, whether it's, and so I'll just give you a few more examples of where I set limits. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about how they're different for my different kids, because they're really just every child's individual. And I think that we get caught up not wanting our kids to think we play favorites. And in that, a lot of times we'll forget that kids just have different strengths and weaknesses and setting different limits for different kids to work with those strengths and weaknesses. And I promise you, your kids aren't going to feel unloved or like it's unfair. Even if you make everything fair down to the minute, down to the penny, down to the ounce of food you put on their plate, they're still going to cry unfair. And that's where we're just getting that we're getting that emotional response to them where they're not, we're not appealing to logic. And again, not an insult at all. Just, just because your kid says it's not fair doesn't mean it isn't fair. One of my favorite sayings about fairness is that fairness isn't everybody getting the same. It's everybody getting what they need to succeed. And that's where putting limits on our kids in ways that are appropriate really helps. So one of the limits that's really shown up for um, me having different ones for different kids is my oldest son has, he's just been a very strong-willed, like I say that in a good way. He's actually my kid that's most like me. Um, He's strong-willed. He's been a big kid, strong, like well-developed. And he is not, he's not a talker. He's not chatty. He's not friendly. Like I was never concerned about him. If someone came up to him and asked or offered him candy to get in their van, like that child would never do it. He would like, someone would pull up to him and if anything, he will cross over to the side of the street, not out of anxiety, but just out of like, who are you? You're not going to talk to me. And so because of that, I never had a problem with him going from like eight years old on around, around our block. So where I couldn't see him in our neighborhood. Now our neighborhood is super safe and there's lots of people that we know and watch out for all the kids here. But there's always that danger. And if I can't see him, I wanted to at least have like a reasonable idea that between times that I'm checking in on him, he's not going to be getting in someone's van when they offer him candy, that kind of thing. So in general, I would frequently check in on him, but I was comfortable with him walking around and that he would do what he said he was going to do. And he wasn't going to get lured by some creeps strolling through our neighborhood. My younger son, on the other hand, this child will talk to everybody and anything. He is so sweet and so inquisitive and so trusting that now he's he's considerably older than his brother was when I let him when I let his brother walk to the park by himself. And I still don't let this child off of where I can see him from the front porch. He is a super, super sweet kid, and I love this about him, but it does just make it so that he has different boundaries than his brother. And he he asks about that because he remembers that, like, well, my brother was allowed to go to the park when he was this old. How come I can't? And I'm like, Levi, it's just because you're so sweet. I'm going to stay with you. And then I just remind him that different kids have different needs 
and some stuff that he's allowed to do, his brother wasn't allowed to do and vice versa. And there are just so many ways that having different limits for different kids um, can really help your life. And so once you once you stop trying to make everything fair and you realize that the kid that loses their lunchbox and their mittens and their coat and their hat on a fairly regular basis gets lower quality stuff that you can afford to lose, where the kid that takes care of their stuff really well gets higher quality stuff. And it's it's not about being fair. It's just about kind of what makes sense in the moment. And then acknowledging to your kids that, hey, you're still learning and it's not always going to be like this. But taking that punitive mindset, taking that um, punishment mindset out of the equation really frees us to be like more of a strong guide to our kids instead of something that we feel like we have to get all the bad out of them. But just realize that it's a normal, natural development that our kids are going to naturally develop into responsible human beings. And until then, we can just make their world a little bit smaller so that we can set them up for a habit of success where they're used to succeeding. And we're really there to not let them fail over and over, but instead keep things small enough that they are succeeding over and over. I hope this was helpful for you. Of course, I'm not a parenting expert by any means. And this is just the stuff that I wish I had known 15 years ago when I was starting out. And I sort of learned by trial and error. And I'm really, I'm really excited to be able to have the chance with my little one. Um, she's just a baby still to do this again. And I wanted to share it with you um, for those of you who are just starting out as a different perspective than what you might be reading in parenting books. But again, if what you're doing already works, like don't take what I'm saying (laughs) and think that you need to change anything. This is more just for the parents that stuff isn't working. They feel confused and they're frustrated. Um, Trying to help you. I'm trying to help you learn from my mistakes so that you don't have to make the same ones. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.